This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. Welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Before we talk about all things Sheffield Wednesday, uh, let's introduce ourselves. I'm James. I'm your, well, host for this evening. And with me on your expert panel tonight, uh, we've got Dickie Owl. Expert? I've not been called well, that before. Well, you know, I had to call you something just, and it was, it well, was the politest yeah. thing I could think of. I was going to say it's usually much, much more, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, less... Uh, uh, le- less, I can't think of a word. Oh, anyway, whatever. Com- compl- complimentary, com- I think. Com- is the word, yeah. Thank you. That was what I was looking for. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, um, I- I'm well. How about yourself, my friend, this evening? What on earth are you doing? I'm asking you how you are. But but what are you doing? What what on earth was that noise? That it was me clanking a bottle. That. Oh, is, that, is it that loud? No. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. it is. Yeah. Um, so it is, a, it's, it is obligatory at this stage that you give us a beer update as to what you're drinking. So what, what have you got on the go? Uh, well, this evening I'm drinking Kingfisher, so nothing special, just whatever was in the fridge. Kingfisher Do you want to know lager. what I've got on yeah. the go tonight? Go uh, on, what, what have got, you got on the go, James? Uh, it's called Super Luminal. It's a sour India pale ale with raspberries. Um, it's 7%. Yeah. It's quite nice, actually. Uh, also with us tonight, we've got Vic. Oh, well, bloody hell, thank you for inviting me on, Truffy. I'm not listening to the contents of both your fridge. I'll go home. Shut up, Mumpin. What, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, what, I've got a gin and tonic, uh, Aldi's own gin, uh, and a slimline tonic with lemon flavour, which is very nice, actually. And part of the reason well, I've lost two stone. Uh, no, it's from Asda. Yeah, 40p, 40p a bottle. Bargain, uh, bargain. Uh, well, that's booze talk done with. Shall we do some um, Sheffield Wednesday talk? And we'll we'll start shall with we the just, positive, we which was... Shall we just give up was... now? <laughs> Shall we just go home? 
I think that, I think there's a lot of good stuff to talk about because the, uh, the Fulham game on Saturday, um, I was there. I'm guessing that you guys listened to it and you've watched the highlights and um, and whatnot. It was kind of picking up from where we left off second half against Sunderland. All in all, pretty good performance. Yeah, I mean, it sounded all right, didn't it? Um, it sounded like, yet again, Bannon had a stormer. Um, from the highlights, it looked like he did. Um, but obviously, the highlights are highlights so who knows i don't know did he was he amazing yet again absolutely yeah and um there, there were several players that played really well and i think that they've they've all been quite fairly highlighted on um on social media over the course of the week uh bannon was you know top notch and it was it was the bannon of old and we've seen it for two or three games now where he really seems to have come into his own again which is i'm excited uh, about is... him now i'm excited again it feels like it is like you just said like the bannon of old i think it is it's an exciting time i think it was i think the main thing that he lost, like not last season, the season before, was Wembley. I think he just completely lost it that day and he kind of seemed to drift out in and out last season and we didn't seem to get the full Barry Bannon experience that we used to. Um, so it's nice It's nice to see him back and being, let's be honest, way above the others, like man of the match every game I've seen so far, highlights and live. He, he seems outstanding and that's a really good place to be for him So I think he is a confidence player as well. Um, well, I think it's pretty obvious that he's a confidence player and, you know, his dad said that to us on the pod. Um, so it's 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 good to see and more of the same, please, Barry. Yeah, I think that's dead true and um, it is great to see him in form. It's great to see him doing what we know he can do and um, he, he looks like he's really enjoying his football and there's been times where you question whether or not he's just that interested anymore over the course of the last year or so. And to see him kind of playing so well again is, um, is, is, is brilliant. I thought that Adam Reach had a really good game um, and big credit to him. Um, I thought Stephen Fletcher played really well. And I know we said a week ago that Fletcher and Hooper as the front two have got to be the first names on the, um, on the team sheet. And I think that was proven again because they played um, really well together. Um, and also credit, and I'm going to have to slightly swallow my words here a little bit because um, I, I, I talked a little bit about um, Daniel Padil a week ago and kind of said that he played all right against Sunderland. He's played all right, but he's not a centre-half and he's going to get found out. Um, and I was feeling a little bit sorry for him because he's he's playing out of position and it's, he, he just doesn't look right there. Um, and he was superb against Fulham. He looked every bit a centre-half. And, um, you know, I, I, I honestly don't know whether or not he has got some kind of previous playing in that position whether you know maybe he started out I was going to say I seem to remember that he did didn't he I I don't know if I've just made that up since he's been playing at centre-half but I seem to remember that that's how he he began his career or I know obviously like Hutch it was um but I do I do seem to remember that there's something about like I think was it Watford he was at before us wasn't it yeah I think they kind of pushed him to the to like a like full-back position but I'm pretty sure I could be completely wrong. It might be one of those things that I've just made up since. But he does look naturally like he's meant to. He's not He's not as tall as you... Well, I don't know. I don't know how tall he is. He doesn't look tall. But when you stood next to Glenn Leuven's, I mean, you might as well be stood next to the Eiffel Tower, aren't you? So, but he just... He looks like he, he's slotted in now. He looks like he's feeling more comfortable with it. I think we do miss his runs a bit. Because um, I, I love it when Pudil goes on a run. Poodle. Um, I absolutely love it. But I hope... I hope we, I do hope we sign a centre half and we can just go back to like Poodle in his normal position. But Reach, like you said, he's doing well, isn't he? 
Yeah, I mean, we, we've got that centre half, haven't we? We're, we're just still waiting for international clearance, which, um, you know, yeah, whatever it is, a week and a half down enough, the line seems crazy. I know, like, that seems really ungrateful, and thank you, Mr. Chancery, for getting us one. But when you've got literally him, and then you're back to your full back at centre half again, do you not need a bit more cover? Like, should we should we have let go of Van Sonsato? Should we? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yes. You see, you see, as soon as we, we start talking about the Bolton game, I'm really going to piss on your chips for everything you've just said, but I'm not doing it yet. Hold on to your negativity. Um, <laughs> on, on that subject, by the way, my understanding is that Vincent Sasso wanted to go. It wasn't a matter of whether or not we kept him. It was, um, well, he, he was Eddie, off. Any. I mean, it's just, there's only so many more yeah. mornings you can wake up to any period were getting too much. Window. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, the, I'm with, with Sasso. I wanted him to go too. Oh, shut up, you. Well, He's all right. We that good. I do, think, I do think we need some sort of backup, though. I'm not expecting a world beater because, obviously, we've signed someone who, according to my darling other half, is really good on FIFA. So that must mean he's amazing. There we go. Um, that's all That's all you need to know about yeah, him, isn't it? But I do think uh, possibly we do need some sort of backup, even if it, it's not going to – doesn't need to be a world beater. It needs to be hashtag Dan Fudge, a shit kicker. Um but we we do need somebody else that we can probably have as backup. I think. Mm, I think I think that'll all um, start rolling as the transfer window starts to close. Is it is it Tuesday it shuts or on Monday? We say that every um, year. We say it every no, bloody it's, year. It's, it's, it's Thursday, isn't it? It'll all, it's true. Yeah, we'll, it's we'll true. End up, it's true. Yeah. It's Thursday, June we'll selling... then. Yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey. Yellow ties at the ready. Yeah. We, we should do a lot. We should do a podcast while we're watching, you know, the uh, the, the transfer window show. Well, we should, and but it, no, chuffing happens. No. We just be sat yeah. watching telly. We nearly signed Jordan Rhodes on the last one. Well, we did, but we didn't, but we did. But we were, we were also playing a game as well, weren't we? We were away at Bristol City on the um, yeah, we were, yeah. on the night of the transfer deadline so it was all a bit it was a weird game to be at um yeah i can't i can't really imagine us being that busy on deadline day because there's only you know maybe one two positions that we're looking to strengthen in now uh, i actually wouldn't we'll, be we'll, surprised though if we don't let a couple go i think yeah, there, there are a couple one. of people that i would be upset about leaving but i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be devastated because there are a couple of people who we all know i would be devastated if they left but i think there may be one or two that we wouldn't be surprised and we kind of go hmm that's a shame but i can see well, that happening we'll, we'll talk a bit about potential outgoings a little bit um a, a, in a bit more depth a little bit later on but to kind of wrap up the um the full game i'm guessing you've both seen the uh the goal which i thought was some good work yes. by bannon brilliant great ball by reach and a proper striker's finish as well from um, from Fletcher, who was he was that that kind of player where you just knew he wanted a goal that day. He wanted to score. Obviously, he had the one that was disallowed for offside. Quite rightly, he was he was miles offside. Um, but you know, he was determined. He was gonna he was gonna score. He's and he's a like proper striker. He's a striker in form, isn't he? He is, and he's looked like that a lot this season. Well, I say a lot this season, but you know what I mean. He's looked like that a lot recently, where he's looked like he's been desperate to score. And I think we kind of. We kind of tailed off a bit on that at the end of last season, uh, even though obviously we finished very, very well. You know, we got into the semis again, but I do feel like that kind of urgency kind of drifted out a bit. And he does look desperate to get a goal all the time. And whether it's to prove his point and to get his place back and whatever else, but he does, he does look good. He looks like he's sharp and ready. Not, not sharp, not sharp. Let's not say sharp. He's not that fat. Oh no, Vic! What have you done? What have you done? 
Um, so I, that's. Um, I, I think the favourite bit of my of mine of the match of the goal was the rugby tackle by the uh, the steward on Boyd to stop him celebrating with it Fletcher. Was that was yeah. that was really, yeah, it was it was a real look of disdain, a real what are you doing? That Matt, was really strange, wasn't it? Because yeah. he probably ran over as well to stop him. It wasn't like he just no, there was, to go there was past someone him. on the pitch. There was someone going on to the pitch, yeah. Oh, right. Boyd just got in the way. But my, my actual, my favourite bit was after the game when the official photos came out and there's like half of James's head on one of the celebration shots with Fletcher. And then there's Tom. Tom looks really proud. He looks like a proud dad. I sent him a photo of it. Your friend Tom just sent him this picture like, oh my God, look how proud you look. And he was like, oh my God, I really do. He looks like my son. He looked like, you know, like, you can imagine Eddie is on a Sunday morning at the side of Thirsk Falcons. He looked that chuffed with Fletcher. And John looks, your friend John looks insane. Absolutely insane on it. I in, insanely happy or just insane? Just insane. He, look, he, okay. he just looks insane. I'll send it in a bit. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I've not seen that. I didn't realise that I was um, on a on a picture. That's good. Um, you know, right, so that, I mean, that's, that's the, the, that's the bit. worst bit as well. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> no beard. <laughs> <laughs> I've got tons Sorry, of Tom. hair on my chin. Why can't they photograph that? Um, all right, so that's um, that's Fulham. Great three points. Um, great day out. Really, really happy with um, with that, and great to get first three points on the board and a clean sheet as well. And and, and fair play to uh, the back four, who I thought played really, really well. Um, so that's the positive bit. Uh, now we're going to hand over to Rich to talk about the negative because you were at the what's it called these days? The Macron, Macron the Stadium, stadium. on the Macron yes, Stadium. I- I, on I was, Tuesday evening. Now I this was, was from from the good to the bad to the crazy. It was a bit, yeah. It was um, the first seventy minutes were awful. Uh, Bannon didn't really look any, anything at all during the game. Reach looked poor. I thought at left back, it's not really his position. I don't think. Um, where else can I go? Uh, Palmer, I thought didn't play very well. Um, Every time Forestieri got hold of the ball and didn't pass it to Winnell, and Winnell flung his arms in in the air, about it happened about three times, I think. Um, it just looked like you know there's something going off with those two guys, big time. Um, and yeah, it was just for seventy minutes. It was absolutely awful. Uh, Nigel, my friend who was with, said it was as bad as the Preston game. I didn't go to Preston game, so didn't didn't kind of. Experience it, but I'm guessing I did experience the Preston. You don't venture that far into Lancashire, Rich. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't bother with Preston. No, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. Just, they were just poor for 70 minutes uh, until Carlos, I think, too late, made the three three changes where he brought on um, Big Dave, um, Joao, and uh, Matthias, um, and th- those three changed the game. Um, although, oh, can we just? Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! Hang on. Although I missed his second goal because we decided to bugger off on 80 minutes. We encouraged you fight. to leave as well. <laughs> yes, missed the fight in, between the managers and the, the stewards and whatever, and, and also Rhodes' second goal. 
Um, we were, we were literally, I was walking out when I heard the goal go in. I'm thinking, right, do I go back in? Could be extra time tonight, do I stay? But I didn't, and we didn't really make it. That's actually anyway. a good point. You, you did leave early, and it could have gone to extra time, couldn't it? Could have, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Could I, have lost I, a I never, of money there. I never leave early, uh, but I kind of got dragged out. And I was like, right, I've had enough. We're going, we're going. And, and I went with it. And, sad, yeah, yeah. But we, we, there was somebody else in the car with us who left at 3-0. So he didn't he didn't see anything at all. So he was um you know, we sat waiting for us outside and we, we got a we got a flyer, so we didn't get stuck in the car park for three hours like uh, James does. Yes. Well done. I think that's a very smart move actually. Um how I've not watched the highlights back. So uh the, the there were there were misses by Joao uh no not Joao, uh, by Nui yeah. and uh Matthias, yeah. which from what I hear it would have been easier for them to score. How bad were they? Misses. The, the new we one was two yards out at the far post. The ball got crossed. I think it was Matthias that crossed it, I think, from memory. Put it on a on a sixpence right on his toe, and how he missed, I don't know. It was easy to score. Um, Matthias probably didn't kind of... miss, though, aren't they? I'm not just saying that because it's Dave, but you look yeah. at goals that we've scored. You remember that season that we got to Wembley? Like It's only two seasons ago, but we every week it was like goal of the week competition. But when it came to two yards out, we couldn't bloody score. And sometimes it just happens, doesn't it? But yet you could score from the halfway line and no one would even question it. But I think the difference is when we started playing was when they started playing to Rhodes' strengths. They started getting into his head, into his feet, cross, putting crosses in towards him. And that's what we don't do when Rhodes plays. And for me, I, I just... Having watched the Carlos stuff back on social media, the the incident with the stewards and the way he ran out, I, I think it looks a man, he looks like a man under pressure at the minute. Um, I'm not sure... I, I'm, I'm edging towards Carlos out at the minute, um, I'll be honest, because I don't think he's getting the best out of the players. I think maybe he's lost them, I don't know. With no consistency to the team at the minute, we're chopping and changing all the time. Um yeah, I understand why but we're playing fairness, Richard. In fairness, we were going to chop and change for that game, weren't we? But just generally, I think, through yeah. the season, and it yeah. was last season as well, I'm, I'm, any, the, side, the side of any good side is a spine through the team. And we change it all the time. We absolutely change it all the time. And it's never we gonna, we're never going to get anywhere. But we haven't got seven or eight players who are playing week in, week out. Um, and then we just... You know, change it all on too because of injury or whatever. I think you need to try and get a... as well, though. Some managers do do that. Like you look at sort of like your old school managers, see so your Holloways, your, your Warnocks. Those sort of managers do that, but they look at the opposition and they change for that. But it doesn't. Sometimes it just doesn't seem like we do. And at the moment, it seems to be whoever's in the sin bin can't bloody play. And it's like, well, why are they in the sin bin in the first place? I wouldn't dare kick off in front of my manager at work. It just wouldn't even cross my mind. Yeah. I think I mean, there's got to be something said for the discipline because I think sometimes it's all too easy. If we had an argument tonight, it's very easy for me to ring up Don House and tell him all about it. There's no need for that. Do you know what I mean? It just needs to be sorted there and then. It shouldn't even be started. It shouldn't. And I think sometimes it's very much like, um, I mean, you've got kids, Rich. It's very much like a, a teacher blaming naughty kids in a classroom and not actually controlling them in the first place. And it does, it has seemed like that a bit at the start of this season. And has he lost it in that case? Yeah. That, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm worried about at the minute. I, I kind of think we've got some bloody good players. And is it a co- any coincidence that they've been told to play a certain way? That means we're not getting the best out of them. I think 
it is interesting, isn't it? The, 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 for, for, the, for the first time, we start actually playing the ball into the box for Jordan Rhodes and he scores two goals. Yeah. And it's like, we've, we've sort of been crying out a little bit for this and sort of saying, you know, we've signed someone that scores goals, but he scores a particular kind of goal. You've got to play to the strengths of someone yeah, like that. he's not a strong guy, first is he, half, he as well? We're playing it long to him, aren't we? We're using him as a target Yeah, man. and he's not. And we know that that doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't respond to that. He's not strong we enough start banging He's not a strong, and he, he's not a physically strong to, man. And he nearly got a hat-trick. Yeah. On on paper for me, the, the front two should be Rhodes and Hooper. And that's not necessarily... I'm saying on paper, not necessarily on form as it is now. On paper, those two were the, the two that would start for me all day long. But Fletcher's playing, you know, scoring goals at the minute. Probably because, I don't know, we're playing to his strengths more than we are... Because Fletcher uh, is reasonably strong, isn't he? Fletcher seems physically a lot stronger than Rhodes in the way that he can just push people off him, whereas Rhodes is... I, I, I mean, I've never seen them up close, but I'd imagine he's quite a—he's a bigger, bulkier guy than Fletcher. Fletcher looks quite slim. Rhodes looks quite like bulky and like he works out a lot, but he just doesn't seem to have that strength behind him to throw people off him. That I just find quite strange. But maybe that's why he's never reached—you know—if you're scoring thirty, forty goals a season, why aren't you in the Premier League? That might be why. Yeah, like I say, I'm just—I'm getting a bit frustrated with, with now with the chopping and changing. The the played d- decent one half and then not for another and even only twenty minutes the other night we played decent. Um, we need to we need to be playing you know every t- every team has a fifteen minutes every team in, in any game and we're not you know we so we should be playing you know seventy five minutes of the game we should be on top of the games we're winning. So why are we not? What what do you need to see, Rich, for for that opinion to change? I think I need to to see players um, being played where they should be, not playing reach at left back. Um, Bannon, I think probably did a night was probably getting a bit deep, and that's not that's and we all know we all know it doesn't work with him deep. Um, Abdi wasn't very good the other night. I just I just think we need to be getting a bit more consistency into the team, and and is it time for the change because they have, they've lost it with Carlos? I don't know that that. It something needs to change, and you, you think it's past the point of no return. I wouldn't say we're there, quite there yet. But I think what what are we on now? The um, what date are we on? The twenty whatever twenty fourth of August. I, I I if it carries on like it is, I think he's got till mid to the end of September, maximum. Because we're not rooting what, what, any rooting any trees. We're not looking like we'll beat us. No, but we took we took three points from Fulham in a game that they had to they really had to win that game because they've they've made a really poor start to the season as well, uh, and we beat them and we kept a clean sheet. Yeah, obviously we went out on um, Tuesday night, and I've got you know I said last week I, I wouldn't give a toss at half past nine on Tuesday if we we're out of the League Cup, and I've got to stand by that and say I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I get that. Fussed. Yeah, obviously there were there were, there were negatives to the performance, uh, but for me I can kind of write that off if we go to Burton and get a, a good result. Um, so for you, if we got a Burton and win, that's still not really enough. Um, I think I think we need to see an improvement and then playing for ninety minutes or that seventy five minutes minimum. That that's what I need to see. Kind of to think think yeah, we're really going to do this this year. I'm not confident. I'm really not. And I, you know me, I, I am a happy clapper like everybody else. And I'll get I'll you know I'll stand there and I'll never I'll never stand and, and shout Carlos out. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking a lot of the minute. 
I've said before, I mean, I would never, I'd never ever boo a man in a blue and white shirt ever. I just, no. I can't, I can't begin to even think about it. But I also, I find it, and I don't know how you guys feel, but I find it very strange that there's such a lack of discipline with Lee Bullen as number two. Because Bully is one of the strongest, like most straight talking, hard people. And it, you know, he fright. He could. He could easily tell you off. I mean, when I worked at Wednesday, he was he was team captain. He wasn't club captain, but he would easily, easily tell you off, like no questions. And I can't see how this is happening underneath him either. So whether or not it's very much Carlos's team, Carlos's say so, and Bully's a bit more in the background and more on the playing side of things. I don't know. Um. But I just I find that quite strange because I would I can't imagine a team that's led secondly by Lee Bullen to be so lacking discipline. What what do you mean by lacking discipline? Well, I mean scrapping on the training ground, you know, being banned each from playing because she'd fought with each other, refusing to play in certain positions, refusing to pass to each other, so it sounds from the Bolton game. I just think, you know, footballers from being 12 years old if they're good they are told they're a hero from being 12 and they get everything handed to them on a plate easily no questions asked yes Mr Forestieri yes Mr Winnell you can have whatever you want and it takes a special kind of manager to bring those sorts of players into line and to actually say you can't just kick off and say you're not playing in this position I'm playing in that position this is what you get paid for do it and I find it I think it's very, very strange that all of a sudden, again, and I know it, I know it's the same player that comes up every time. I know it's Forestieri, but he's evidently got some sort of diva attitude, which you know, yes, it's awful, and yes, it's crappy because we're paying money to see him, and he's reacting like that. But at the same time, if you see how a footballer's life goes from a young age, I can understand why they become like that. I really can, but it it needs somebody to toe the line and to say, no, I'm sorry, you're playing on that side. Get on, that, it needs, get on that chuffing coach. Like, it, it needs somebody to man-manage people like that. Yeah. You know, it's, but that's you what I mean about Bullen. That's what Bullen is. That's what he does. That's what he's amazing at. You look at that team that won at Cardiff, you know, a lot of them were, you know, probably behind closed doors, were a bit of a nightmare, I'd imagine, just because of the level they were at and how well they were doing and the amount of nightclubs in Sheffield at the time, whatever. But Bully towed the line then, and I just find it very strange that at the moment it seems to be, oh, if you're not going to play, I'm going to ring Dom. I'll tell him. That's, that's I, I think you look at you look at you look at somebody like like Man United have got Ibrahimovic. I, I bet he's not the easiest guy in the world to man manage. But how much how much bad stuff do we hear coming out about him? That you don't generally because probably he's been. And I know we're talking Mourinho compared to. But that's, that's media training as well, isn't it? Because Mourinho would not ring up whoever the equivalent of Dom Housen is and tell him because you just get on with it behind closed doors and you tell him shut up, button your mouth, get on with your job. I just Carlos has he has dropped people in it recently. He dropped Rose in it on the the radio live at the end of the Huddersfield game last year. Um, who else has he mentioned this year? Um, but he's dropped people in it, and that's not, for me that's not great. I think even be- you know last season with. We're going back to a horrible place in our history, but when Fessy refused to get on that coach, we shouldn't have known about that. The amount of players that are out injured week on week that I I bet you any money have refused to get on a coach or refused to play in a certain position, and you don't know. And I just I like the honesty. I love the honesty of the club, and I love this openness, and I love the transparency of going to the steering group. Well, not last time, but I love that idea. 
but is it a bit too open? Do we need to know these things? Like, do we, because you pay 500 quid a year, do you need to know what Fessy said in training? It doesn't work that way, does it? Because the thing with Forrest the area a year ago is he he was trying to get a move, so his agent will have leaked that to the press because it suited him for the fans to know. He he needed everyone to know. It needed to become a situation. If the club had just passed it off as, oh, he's injured, and no one ever knows about it, then no one ever knows about it. You know, it was his his party that wanted uh, that to be common knowledge. So um, I think that's a that's a bit unfair on the on the club because I think that they probably would have preferred to have kept it I think quiet the club, and, and they didn't really say anything would, about but it. I think sometimes there's it's not so much a language barrier with Carlos, but I do think sometimes he says things that afterwards you think, why have you told people that? Why why have you not just said it was an injury? Why why do we know that Winnell and Fessy have had a scrap? Was it I, I don't know. Uh, like genuinely, was it something on Twitter? Was it on Alms Talk? I haven't got a clue. But we shouldn't know that. All should we all we should know is he's injured, he's out for three games. Okay, point point of order now, because listening to you two, I'm about ready to slip my wrist here. Um <laughs> it, it sounds listening listening to you two, it sounds like we're bottom of the league. Uh, you know, relegation is all but guaranteed. The club's You're not allowed in to look at the league tables, James, so I wouldn't know. You know, it's, it is absolutely, <laughs> you know, it is carnage. Have you not, uh, do, are neither of you seeing anything positive at the moment? I, the Sunderland game, I, I, I've, I was frustrated the first half, but the second half, I thought they battled really well, you know. But we're playing, where is Sunderland? I don't know where Sunderland are in the league. I haven't looked at the league table, but uh, they're, they're, I guess they're on a similar kind of run of form to us. When we come up to something that's really good, how how are we going to cope? That's we're just getting by well, at the minute. We, I think. Should we not worry about that when it happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think at the minute we're just getting by rather than confidently beating teams. I, I'm I'm trying not to be negative, but I I just feel it a little bit at the minute. Um, I'm kind of seeing can't see the wood for the trees, uh, and I would love nothing more than Carlos to get it right. You know, this just be a blip at the start of the season and then we just go on an, an almighty run and what the hell were we worrying about in that podcasting on August 24th? 100%, you yeah. lot whinging and look where we are now. Yeah, totally. I, I can't can, can, There's can, nobody that wants them to do better than us. We, we, You know, I don't want to pay money to watch shite every week. I don't. But I also, I, I want to, I understand it's entertainment. I get that. I get that. But... I wouldn't go back and watch a play again if it was shit the first time. And eventually, if it carries on like that, it's gonna it's gonna affect things this season. And it is, you know, we should be off to a flyer. We finished fourth last season. We should be off to an absolute flyer. We've not lost anyone major apart from obviously the do with Fessy and Winnell. We've not lost anybody huge. Nobody's been sold. We've had a couple of injuries, you know, Leuven's Hutch, whatever. But there's nothing. There's nothing that says we can't get third, second, first this year. There's nothing. So why, why already are we thinking? Ugh. Well, I, I don't know. That's that's my question to you because I'm I'm feeling all right about it. Um, I, I've found second half against Sunderland kind of restored a bit of faith for me, yeah. um, and to go to Fulham and win and play well. Um, you know, I'm not paying a lot of attention to Tuesday, and I guess other people are paying more attention to that, and that's that's fair enough. That's up to them. Um, but I think if we go to Burton and get a good result there, then you know it's kind of game on, and we go into the international break with a lot to feel positive about. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm 100 percent 
uh, believing that that Carlos is the guy to lead us forward now because I think you know it was me that said that we have to make a strong start to the season. There's no excuse if not, and we haven't done it. Um, but you know we won we won the last league game that we played. We kept a clean sheet. We've got a variable winning very winnable game coming up on. Saturday. I think. I think um, if you look at it, I'll tell you from, where I am at the moment. The thing that's bringing me down as a Wednesday fan at the moment is everyone else just moaning about stuff. That's the thing it, that I'm trying to avoid. I, I absolutely like get I say, that. I'm quite happy going to the games. I'm, I'm quite happy watching the way that we're playing at the moment. Um, certainly against Fulham and, uh, and the majority of the game against Sunderland. But other fans are doing my absolute nothing. No, I, I agree with that. That's what's got, it's really got me down. That's why I stopped reading the, H- the SWFC hashtag uh, recently. Um, and then I've. Almost. I'm not, I'm not kind of, I think a lot of people just whinge because, you know, there's a bit of past gone, you know, gone, gone astray and, and that's it. The whole world falling down. It's not that. I think for me, uh, if you, if you put a spin on it, we've won one in five. Um, and, and then you kind of, yeah, that's not, that's not promotion form. Uh, and I know one, a couple of them, you know, uh, two in five actually cook games. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't, yeah, I, I just, I want it to be right, but it just, it just doesn't feel. 100% right at the minute. As it stands, it doesn't feel like we're going to go one better than last season, does it? No. And that's where we should be aiming for. I, I completely, you know, I, I was more than ready for a very average season this season. I really was. But I think if if we want to go one better than last season, and Mr. Chancery has made that quite clear that that is his aim, it's not It's not looking right so far. And there's, there isn't one bad player in that team. There isn't. There's nobody that's bad. You know, we've seen them all have a great, great day. All of them. There's nobody that we can say, oh, they're awful. I never, well, maybe uh, Dave Jones. There's, there's, there's new. <laughs> there's no new. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that team, it currently is not playing to its potential. No. And whether that needs them shaking up or whether that needs somebody who manages them shaking up. I don't know. It's not. I'm not. I'll just watch. I think the pair of you just need to cheer the hell up. To be honest, oh, have you had off. bad days at work? Or something? <laughs> right before we uh, before we move on from the uh, Bolton game, two quick questions, uh, Rich. Seeing as you were there, um, how did Forestieri play? Um, meh. These are probably the best I've, way to grab it. Was was he effective or Less, no, ineffective? No, ineffective. I okay. um, in my opinion. And the other, the other thing, and I guess this is, this is open to all three of us, really. Is uh, I guess we've we've probably all seen the video of the uh, the Carlos thing with the stewards and stuff. Do, do you read anything into that? Do you think there's anything there? Could there be kind of uh, repercussions for, I, for, I, for for Carlos? He looked a man under pressure. I think he looked a man under pressure then. I think and I said it was this made to... out to be a lot worse than it was on the radio. Oh, it was. On Radio Sheffield, they made out like he'd been throwing punches and all sorts. Mm. The video shows the guy sitting down. The steward says, no, you're not sitting here. And he, yeah, the steward was very heavy-handed with him. You know, and you get that with stewards. I got one that took a can of Vimto off me once, for Christ's sake. But he... Not Vimto. Yeah, I know. Like, what chuff am I going to do with a can of Vimto? Um, and that was pre-season. Is that was pre-season against like Port Vale or somewhere? <laughs> oh my god, I'm sat with my dad. Um, but still, I think I think the steward was very heavy-handed. I think Carlos got a really bad rap for it until we all saw it, and when well, he just got moved, there were I, I don't I didn't see the bit the the kerfuffle that happened where a few of the coaching staff ran over. You couldn't really see on that video on social media, 
but it was made out to be a lot worse than it was. And I was genuinely, that night, I was really worried about what was going to happen. Like, is Carlos going to be sanctioned? Is he going to be banned for a bit? Is he going to be, you know? But actually, it, it was nothing, was it? You've seen worse. With no, like, it, it was a nothing. There's numerous managers that has been a lot worse happen. Yeah. It, it was kind of like just a bit of a uh, storm in a teacup drama, yeah. wasn't it? It was something and nothing. The first looked- time I watched the video, I was like, ooh, that's a bit... Uh, and then you watch it again, and you just think, oh, it's no, is it? It's it was very serious. European, wasn't it's, it? It's manager of a team that's yeah. losing the game. Um, and he's, um, you know, he's a bit stressed out, and the steward starts you know, getting a little bit um, heavy-handed with him and um, a bit over the top, and it's all just kind of... Um, I don't know. I actually thought the opposite. I actually thought it was very British. It was very, you can't sit there. No, you can't sit. No, I've told you you can't sit there. And where I've said you can't sit there, you can't sit there. Um, it was all just a bit... It was a bit stupid. It was a bit stupid. Anyway, let's put the Bolton game to bed. Let's forget about it. Let's forget about the um, EFL Cup, Carabao Cup, whatever it's called. The good thing is we don't have to sit up till bloody quarter past four in the morning. So, <laughs> That's uh, true. Um, yeah. So let's, let's, let's thank our lucky stars for uh, for that one. Oh, Lord, um, I would have liked a trip right. to the Olympic Stadium. I would have liked that. Yeah, I, I saw that earlier and thought, I don't think it works like that, though, does it? Because the we wouldn't necessarily have been the same number ball that Bolton would have been. So we oh stop being all finickety. Just look at it. Well, we would have been playing West Ham away. <laughs> yeah. I like West Ham. I've had a thing for West Ham since Cardiff. I think they were lovely because they were in the playoff the they're day not, after us, and they were, their fans are brilliant. They're not your third team, are they? Uh, no, Follow no, that's Tottenham. behind behind Tottenham. <laughs> no, Bolton. So how many teams have you got? I've got three. I've got three. Right, oh. and what happened was when we went down. I just presumed Bolton were better and their accent sounded a bit like ours as a, as a nine-year-old, ten-year-old. And I decided <laughs> they were my second team. I know, I don't know why. I've always had a Bolton shirt every year. I don't not not recently, obviously, but I did. I always used to have a Bolton shirt. And we signed Joey O'Brien. I knew everything about him. Everything, even his favourite sandwich. And I, I nearly went to Bolton University. Honestly, I was set. Because I thought, well, if no, I've got to go to uni away from Sheffield, I might as well go and watch Bolton. I'll go to Bolton. Have you have you got a Wednesday Bolton half and half scarf? <laughs> well? It's the third one. It's Wednesday Bolton Tottenham. <laughs> oh, all right, there we go. Uh, but I did like Tottenham when they were shite, so that's all right. They still are, so it's all right. Yeah, I don't believe in second teams or third or fourth. Apart from Dembosh. I think it's all right having a second team. I think it's all right what having what? a foreign team that you follow as well. In a Premier, you've got to have a Premier League team, haven't you? Because sometimes, like when you sign up for fantasy football and stuff, you can't sign up without picking a team, and that's how it kind of stemmed to Tottenham. And I just, I just, I liked them. They were kind of like the underdog, and you know, I went to White Hart Lane once on my own. I go to a lot of football matches on my own, and oh. I know I don't know why. It just tends to be if I'm staying somewhere and there's a game on, I'll go. And that happened with Bolton and Tottenham, so. Nothing to do with being See, unpopular top, or anything. Yeah. Tottenham are crap as well at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Bolton, Tottenham, and oh, Wednesday. I've what's this? Three shite teams. Is it, is it, is what's it this? A Premier League podcast now? I like Barcelona. Not, not yet. All right. Let's um let's sort transfers. We've touched a little bit on this because the um the transfer window is almost well as we record this now almost exactly uh, one week away from uh, from closing for the summer transfer window. Um, we've not done a lot of business. Three three players that we've brought in. Um, do you think that we need any more? Uh, we've kind of touched on that. 
But more importantly, who do you think needs to go out? I'm just about to go to the Bible for for this. So I'm currently looking at Transfers Eleven's account on, say, on Twitter. Jesus isn't going to tell you, is it? Yeah, and, and, and he actually said before the weekend, Hurahan. And then he scored a hat-trick, so I think that's a load of old tosh. Well, Mr. Uh, Chancery told us that there? the steering group have got no chance of Hurrihan. Because of the yeah. way that the fans uh, reacted to winning. Forest is never going to play for the club. That's another one. Oh, that's yeah. another one we've had there. And then we've had Bannon, haven't we, the rumour today? But that wasn't from Transfers 11. No, that seems to have some traction to it in terms of the fact it sounds like there has been an, an approach of sorts which has been very quickly uh, rebuffed. You can't see that, can you? I, I can't see Bannon going no, anywhere. I, I think, think he's, he's made season, himself very integral to I think it. middle of last season I could, have, I could have seen that happening just because he didn't seem, like we said, he didn't seem happy. But I think now he, seem, he seems really keen. He's a right mardy little sod when he don't get past the ball. But I think he seems he seems happy again, and I think that's really good to see. So no, don't let him go. There's no point. What's like? What are you going to get him for him? If it's anything less than eleven million, he's not worth more than Jordan Rhodes. So uh, he's not worth less than Jordan Rhodes. So no, no. Um, anyone that you do want to see us off offload? Anyone you think they've really got to go? New you, new you. I, I, I do yeah, think Nuno I think, could do with a move. Mainly, like I think he's not getting as much time here as he probably could, or not should, but could. And I think he could he could do a job for somebody, probably League One, bottom of the Championship. I think he really could. Um, yeah, I agree with that. He's just not. It, it kind of weird. We, I think we we need to be looking for better players than Nuno if we're going to sign someone. There's no point signing somebody. Equal or worse. I'd always, I'd always wishing that I'd always like look out for him, and you know he wouldn't get a boo off me ever. But I do think maybe, maybe if someone came in for him, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. I'd also get rid it's of Justin Glass Shoulder Abdi. To be honest, I'm fed up with him. I don't know how many times right? I can understand Hutch hurting his knee because he's got a bad knee. He plays football. He runs a lot. He's going to hurt his knee. But how many times can he dislocate his shoulder in a football match? I just don't understand it. So get rid of him. There's, there is definitely an underlying injury there, isn't well, there? Well, there is, isn't there? But um, it's... I, I, I would think in the circumstances, it's unlikely that there's a team that's going to be all that willing to sign him. I just think some, I think sometimes transfers don't work out, and I think he might be one of those. It just just won't work out for us. And it's just that's just the way it, football is. Not every transfer that you you, you know you that, that come not every player that comes into the club is a is a world beater and works exactly like they did at the previous club. Well, I don't know. Wim Young was great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a prime example. <laughs> it's uh, it's part of the problem with players like Abdi, and I'm going off on a tangent here, but have we got too many midfielders that all want to play the same yes. position? Or too many players that all want to play the same position? Bannon wants to play as an attacking midfielder. Um, Forestieri ultimately wants to play as a, an attacking midfielder in that number 10 role. Abdi wants to play in that role. Um, and no one actually wants to do the more defensive work. I, I, I Is really, that actually the problem? I really think that there are... That Kind of how we are at the diamond in midfield is like how we're suited with a defensive midfielder, somebody behind the front two, whether it be Hooper or, or Fessy or whatever, and then two shit kickers along with an, a shit kicker at the side of um, a side of Lee's Tom Lee's. That, that's what I think we need just to, just to get a little bit. We, we we really did well two years ago by closing people down. And we haven't done that for for the last two seasons, for the last season and this now. We're not closing people down. But we did the second half against Sunderland when Bannon was doing it. And that's when I think we play much better when we're closing people down. 
Yeah, I think we we hit upon a a, a formation that worked, didn't it? I mean, we we, we talked yeah. about it last week against um, against Sunderland, and um, we kind of carried that through. It wasn't exactly the same, but we carried that through against uh, Fulham, and you know we, we rode our luck a bit, but ultimately it worked. Um, which brings us really then to um, to Saturday and a trip to Burton. Now, last year was the first time that we'd ever played Burton. Um, it was quite early in the season. It was, I think, it was earlier than uh, we're playing them this time. And uh, well, it wasn't brilliant. It was uh, a pretty dismal day all round, and um, it was yeah, it was it was poor. Um, uh, we we've we've really got to put the record straight. We've we've still never beaten Burton. I mean, we've only played them twice, but uh, <laughs> we've only got one point from those two, and we really didn't play well either occasion against them last season. This this is the time we've got to just get the job done, isn't it? Surely, these these are the games we need to be going going away to and, and coming away with, with at least a point. With it being away, uh, and it. it I'd be even happy at a point. I think I want to see us go there and come back with three. And if it's just a one nil win, I'm kind of all right with that. You know, that's they're the kind of wins. The things where you think we're not going to get three points, where we really need to go and get them to to kick on. There's no reason why we can't, though, is there? If we can go to Fulham and win, uh, we're not in great form. And all right, Burton have actually, I think they they won um, on last Saturday. Uh, sorry, last Friday night they beat. Um, Birmingham played all right, actually. I think I thought they were much better than Birmingham. I watched that game, um, and they did all right in midweek. I think they ultimately lost, but they um, they put in a decent performance and they were ahead for some of that game. Although I can't, I'm, I'm kind of going off the off my memory here, which is not good at the best of times. Um, but um, you know, they, generally speaking, it's not been a great start to the season for them. So they're going to be absolutely desperate, aren't they? For um, I, th- I think they got they're that scrapping for their lives. But they got that first win they, out of the way because. Yeah. They got that. They got that first win out of the way, didn't they? And, that, and that's what always worries me when you know you, you get into a team where they've not won all you know for so many games or whatever. And I was kind of feeling about that, so I'm glad they kind of got that win out of the way. So um, yeah, but just, it was safe for us, wasn't it? We we both got our first win in the same weekend, so it's actually you know it's a, I suppose in a way it's a, an informed game. It's two teams that are are in form in terms of the league. Um, we are. I mean, I, I have to point out the fact that we're technically, in terms of league, we are unbeaten since the opening day of the season. Um, so you know, it's three three games without defeat in the league, uh, which is a very happy clap away. I'm, loving, looking at this, it, I'm loving the positive spin, but it is it, it is also a fact. It is also true. Um, so yeah, we've just got to go there and win. What what is is have you got any expectations in terms of who's going to play or who's not going to play? And oh, Christ, um, it'll all change again. Do, do, do you think Forestieri will figure in this one? Is it his kind of game away at a team like Burton? Bench, I think he'll start on. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll go back to Hooper and um, Fletcher up front, uh, without a doubt. I still, I, 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 I want to see Rhodes in there because I really like Rhodes. We, I know, we all know what a great player he is. Um, I just want to see his play to his strengths, and that, and but you know, I think that's really going to be Hooper and Fletcher. Um, and there'll be a, a shitload of other changes because obviously it was from the Bolton game where he made seven changes, so I know that'll be another seven. Yeah, we'd expect the kind of usual suspects back in. I think David Jones will probably play, and you'd expect the you know the fullbacks to uh, to change, maybe Reach to be playing in a more advanced position rather than playing at fullback, depending what kind of formation we go with. Um, if we if we do play a diamond, then it might be that that Reach is playing more um, kind of. Um, as a as a kind of a wing back, as we've seen him do a couple of times. See, Bolton, Bolton the other night played three at the back, uh, and I think you know if we we haven't got a players for that, 
Um, but if we got two really good centre halves, I think that we'd be much stronger playing that kind of formation than than anything. But you know, that's but we haven't, we haven't even got three centre halves, have we? No, correct. That point. <laughs> a yes. slight a slight issue. Yes, in I did that say that. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Anything else to um, to say about Bolt? Uh, sorry about Burton before we uh, move on to. Are our you bits? going, James? I am. It's like second real ale capital, isn't it? So I think you'd be quite happy there. No, it's Ruby. Is it? It's, I went uh, on a stag do yeah, there. That, it was amazing. That no, that's absolutely. He must have been drunk before he got there. Yeah. Um, I, I went. So last season we played. It was a Tuesday night game, and me and my mate Tom, we we both cleared our diaries for the afternoon. We got there about what. Two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, no pubs open until four uh, at all. We couldn't find a single pub that was open. And then when we did, they were all old man pubs selling like really boring, like bitter and smooths and um, just kind of all the beers that no one's drunk for 10 years. Uh, so it was it was absolutely rubbish. It was the most disappointing all all round, it was one of the most disappointing days of my life because the football was pretty dire as well. We we went to we went to Burton before first first game in the season a few years ago was Derby. Um, was it two two that day? Was it when Reedy scored late on? Uh, we went to Burton Happiest before the match ever. then, and it, it, it's yeah, it's um, yeah, it's Burton. Enough said. Yeah, it's not good. No. Um, I've so, filled up a yeah, car we're not, recently we're not, we're not, in a petrol station opposite the ground. That was nice. In yeah. Burton, uh, did did it sell any nice beers in there? Uh, it did sell beer, but I was um, I was driving back from oh, Leicester, so I just didn't rubbish. I didn't really bother. But yeah, I, I saw the ground. Nice. There, there, there we go. I think I think the ground <laughs> is probably the highlight of Burton, to be honest. Vic, uh, Vic's right, petrol okay, station so... tours of the UK. <laughs> I need to fill up tomorrow. I'll let you know where I'm going. Oh, fantastic! All right, live tweet your um, your fuel experience, please. Um, right, any uh, any any bits this evening? Uh, I've got a little bit. Um, so, as we know, legendary artist Pete McKee is a huge Wednesday fan, and tonight he has released his latest piece of art. Um, that's I think it's quite poignant for Pete McKee as well, because uh, Rich and I went to Tramlines because um, Pete McKee is also in the Everly Pregnant Brothers. And we went to go see... In fact, James, you were there. You just disappeared. Yeah. I, I was. He was <laughs> one of I was Chris Hall. Yeah, he, he was with his new, yeah. new friend, Chris Hall. Oh, yeah. James, I love you. Oh, I love you. Friend. Oh, friend. Did I tell you I'm part Irish, Chris? Um, friend. <laughs> uh, but, like, obviously there when they sing... Have you got a point? When they sing there, they sing Amy Winehouse's Rehab, don't they? And they say, said I should have gone to Rob, Rotherham, blah, 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 blah. Said I should have gone to Leeds. And I said, fuck off. And at the end, they all said, like, this one good thing about Leeds, and it's uh, the, is it liver that he had? Is it his liver he had transplant? They said they do, like, fucking good transplant operations, and Pete McKee was on stage, and I think this piece of artwork for him is a really big deal, because obviously he's been very, very poorly. He's had his transplant, but he's better now. Um, and the piece of art that he's brought out is just outstanding. It's it's not based on any it particular really player, he said. It looks a bit like Hurst or Sheridan, but it's not based on anybody. And he said, I think the quote he said was, we'd all give our right arm to wear that shirt, kiss the badge and kneel on that ground. And it it was very, very true. And I'd quite like if he could go in as Pete McKee 
as the famous Sheffield artist, as a Sheffield Wednesday fan, and read out what he's wrote about that picture to those players before a match. It might spur him on a bit because it's really emotional and it's a beautiful picture. It's on sale. I had a look tonight. The big one's 40 quid for the print. Like, we're going to get it. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, so, yeah, have a look at that. I've retweeted it. Um, I think Rich will have probably retweeted it from our uh, account. If not, he'll be doing it now. Um yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it is it's like it's ground it, it's breathtaking it, it's a beautiful beautiful image that we all wish we could have been that person yeah it's really good i love the fact that it's the old cop in the background the uncovered yeah, cop, it's which has kind of like the the weird kind of point at the top of it it's like it was a weird shape wasn't it the old uh the old cop so it is an absolutely wonderful bit of art and um you know fair play to uh to pete he's put together something pretty incredible there and yeah i agree with you that it's something that we're all going to want to um all going to want to own uh rich have you got any bits for us yeah, uh, and I'm having a brain fart as to what, what I said they were going to be, uh, but I have, yes. Yeah, it was about the 150th dinner, that was it, um, which it looks like I'll be the only um, the member Too of the, 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 the podcast. Too much money. Why aren't your arse on no, 50? Yeah, well, you know. Bloody hell. £200 a I wish, Christ. They're not 200 It's 125 They are if you want to mingle with Paul Pashley beforehand. No, that's 175 plus I think that. you can, plus that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay. I don't have to worry about the VAT. I've got a business anyway. Um, so, so yeah, um, great to see that John Arts will be there. Um, I know people have got a lot excited about Ron Atkinson being there, but having seen him yeah. do a dinner yeah. after the speak recently, uh, and then talk more about Aston Villa and Sheffield Wednesday in Sheffield. Is that the one that yeah, we all went yeah. to? We all went to that. Um, no, no. Even then, he was dull, no. wasn't he? He was. It wasn't like the big Ron that we saw on Big Brother. People like Arxie will always be good to see. I don't think, you know, it's. Um, I'm looking forward to that evening. It should, it should be really good. So it's good to see uh, those signing up to that today. Lads, do you know what I realised today stuff, as well? Um, I have booked off the day after Owls in the Park just in case I get drunk with you. So are you going to book it off as well, maybe? I don't think I'm going. Oh. I'm, I'm going to Owls in the Park, but the day after I'm actually in Manchester at Soccer X. Oh, well, I'll get you two. I'll just sit yeah, in Hillsborough yeah. Park on my own. Bloody hell. What, and drink you after? Yeah. Oh, what else are you meant to do in Hillsborough Park? Sorry. What dog? Yeah. Although I don't take her anymore because they take... <laughs> they, um, the first year I took Rosie to Owls in the Park, she um, I used to sponsor a dog from Support Dogs UK. Well, I still do sponsor a dog from Support Dogs UK. And they send you like a little mascot that's like their dog mascot called Murdoch. And when she was a bit... Randy, because she's secretly James's daughter. Um, when she was a bit Randy, when she was a puppy, she used to hump this dog all the time. And then we saw the life-size, the man dressed as the mascot at Owls in the Park, and she went up to him and just humped his leg for about 10 minutes. It was brilliant. So I might take her along again, just in case he's there. <laughs> which, wow, which, okay. which man was this she was humping? I just which... I pre-warned him. I said, I just need to warn you now. I said, my dog really likes like Murdoch. She's like obsessed with him. And it, like this guy inside, like, oh, it's all right, love her. Like, like a typical Sheffield bloke. And then my dog started humping his leg. And he was like, ah, she does, doesn't she? He goes, oh, God. Who's Murdoch? Who's, am, am I being daft? Who's Murdoch? I just bloody Is told you. Guy, guy I after just the told you. You listen back, you Oh, you sods. You don't listen to a word I say. I could have just told you I was pregnant with triplets and none of you would know. What? You said something. I don't know why I bother. 
I'm going to go on Al's Tour podcast. <laughs> uh, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't say that because you'll end up getting rumours uh, going. Well, they are yours. So. Um, yeah. Are they? Are they? Oh, I must have missed that. Was I asleep at the time? That's yeah. how I usually. How yeah. I usually there's, there's, a word, there's a word for that. But let's not go there. I, I, I have got another other little bit. Um, I don't know whether anybody has been down Shales Moor uh, over the last couple of days and seen the big live, uh, the big poster of uh, uh, that Sky have put up. Um, oh yeah, with with, uh, with Leon Clark on it. That's been defaced. Uh, if you've not seen that, I will post it tonight. It's uh, he's got a very pink face at the minute with some kind of snout and stuff well, like it's that. Pepper, don't know what it's it is. The thing trying... is, someone's not even gone to the effort of just drawing on a pig's face. They've actually gone for Pepper Pig. So it's obviously like a dad. <laughs> <laughs> or a mum. Brilliant. Wasn't me. It is, uh, it is good. Um, I've got two bits. Um, and one is just, I remember, I think it was about 12 months ago, where I said um, how great it is when the England squad was announced just before we went into the Are you Lord break, Hillsborough? That it must be the first time. What? Are you going to bring up the England under twenty threes or whatever it is? Because he's no. not on. No. Uh. Do you want to? Do you want to just shut up and listen? <laughs> or I said twelve months ago how great it was that we had two Wednesdayites in the England squad. We have to take on one better. Ooh. There are three Sheffield Wednesday fans in the England squad that's been announced today. So Gary Kill, Cahill, Jamie Vardy, as obviously we know about, and obviously Harry Maguire now as well. Um, so three Sheffield Wednesday fans in the England squad. And I reckon that means that we are probably the most represented club in terms of who they support um, in the England uh, squad. Oh, I love a good it's team. Tenuous, it's, <laughs> tenuous it's very tenuous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, I've, I'm clutching at straws when, um, when, I, when I say it, but, um, you know, I reckon that's, uh, that's something that we can claim. Um, I remember I days when we had players in the England squad. Oh, I don't. Yeah, well, you know, one step at a time, one step at a time. Um, I also have a tweet of the week, which I I need to find uh, because I can't remember where I um, where well, I saved it. It was from tweet? a non. Oh. No, go on. No, I was just going to say while you're looking for that, one of the little bit I wanted to point out this week is um, it's an anonymous account, um, but we we I think we all know who it is. But the Sheffield Wednesday Supporters Society on Twitter this week has been absolutely hilarious. Just and I got I got done by it tonight. So this whoever it is that runs it, he or she posts up pictures all the time of very well known players and says, "Congratulations! Oh, here's a picture of and names a completely random player. Congratulations on your birthday or whatever else." And the amount of replies this person gets saying it's somebody else, and someone replied saying that's definitely Gary Bannister. And I just, the first name, if you think Gary Bannister, the first name that came into my head phonetically was Guy Branston. So I replied saying, no, it's definitely Guy Branston. And Guy Branston has replied and corrected me as to who it is. So high five to Sheffield Wednesday Supporter Society this week. They have been hilarious. Go and follow them. Yeah. They did another, another good one as well. They tweeted a picture of uh, former Owl and now Leicester City manager Craig Shakespeare. It was actually Steve. It was actually Steve Whitten. But you know that was the one. Was, uh, that was the one that said was Guy Branston. Yeah, that's the one. Also, um, yeah, they yeah. also tweeted the other night about how great it would be to get three points at Bolton, and uh, that went down absolute storm as well. It's great just for the replies. Just follow it just for the replies. 
Uh, I found my tweet of the week, which comes uh, from Baldock Town FC, who are in the South Midlands League Division 1. Um, and uh, I think, Rich, you'll find this particularly funny because they tweeted the day after their game to say, sorry for the lack of updates during the last 10 minutes yesterday. Our Twitter correspondent had to go on as a sub, um, which um, which made me giggle. So they win... Uh, yeah, that's absolutely. Week, that sounds it? like non-league football to me. Although you don't go on do, <laughs> No, no, no. I do the match updates. I've never been asked to go on as a subject quite yet. Well, not yet. Anyway, you never well, know. You, you never, never know, know if a goalkeeper's injured, or you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll always don the old uh, goalkeeper shirt and fling stand myself there, around like a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stand <laughs> let it hit me. Put a towel yeah. over your head. Crouch down for twenty minutes before kickoff. <laughs> Right, boys and girls, that will bring us to a close for this week. Uh, we will be back next week, but it will be probably a shorter podcast because, of course, it is international break next weekend. Uh, so uh, we get a weekend off. Obviously, we talked about Owls in the Park, so we'll probably talk about that a little bit as well next week. Uh, but in the meantime, Vic, if anyone wants to track you down, what is your handle? Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me at Yo. Victoria1867 on the Twitter ridge. Uh, and Rich? You can find me at Dickie Owl on Twitter. Very good. Uh, if you want to shut down me, I'm at James Marriott. You can find the podcast at TWWcast uh, and links to all our other pages and whatnot on the website at thewednesdayweek.co.uk. Uh, and that brings us to a close for this week. Thank you very much for your company and we'll speak soon. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.